Take a look at Mandalorian is proudly brought to you by the Four Finger Discount Network. Welcome to Take Like a Mandalorian, the review of the finale. What was the finale called, Mr. Davis? The finale was called Redemption, Redemption. fittingly enough, yeah, because that's pretty much been the theme of the whole uh, whole season of The Mandalorian, yeah. yeah. So um, I got that one wrong. IG-11 <laughs> was not the killer of Krill. That is correct. Well, no, that no, been no, a cool we're story. big enough to admit that uh, when we can make a mistake here. It would have been a cool story. It would have been you know. a very cool story, but I'm glad we got the one that we got. This is much this more was, satisfying. Uh, yeah, you're right, a lot more satisfying, a lot more interesting as well. I mean, mm. I, I liked your uh, your Twist. potential plot swerve that uh, that IG-88, IG-44, what? He's IG-11. IG-11. Yeah. Oh, there's a whole bunch of them. I think, I will Google it, but I'm pretty sure okay. it's IG-11. <laughs> there, are so, there are so many droids with so many numbers and letters in their names that it's easy to get confused after a while. They're not all going to be C-3PO and R2-D2. <laughs> Very easy to remember, but... Uh, or BB-8, for that matter. Um, IG... IG-11. IG-11. Well done, Dando. Yeah, look, I'm glad we got sort of a bit more of a story for him. And he got to be, you know... The a hero. bit of a caring badass. Yeah. <laughs> That's Taika Waititi, exactly. who also directed the episode, the maker of Thor Ragnarok yep. and uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. And uh, the upcoming Jojo Rabbit. I don't think it's in cinemas just yet. But uh, I heard that. No, uh, well, reviews maybe have come out. New year. And apparently, I saw one thing saying it's terribly unfunny. That was the title. It's not great. You've seen it? My, I have, yeah. I saw it a couple of weeks ago. It's like, it's very well-intentioned. I mean, it's uh, calling itself an anti-hate satire, focusing on this 12-year-old boy as a member of the Hitler Youth in World War Two. His imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler, again played by Taika Waititi. Imaginary friend, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, who sort of gets schooled that maybe Nazism isn't the way to go. Okay. Um, Good intentions, so-so execution. Yeah, not really all that, uh, all that funny or all that tough. So yeah, it kind of it wants to have it ca- have its cake and eat it too, and doesn't really quite pull it off. But uh, Tyke is pretty good at some other stuff, as we've yeah. seen from Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> and as we saw from this episode, because this was, I mean, I, I, as I, an I, overall like, Mandalorian episode, this was probably the best of the season. I would say it's the best, certainly the most energetic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sort of it uh, it had great humor, but it had really good action. Yeah, yeah, that, probably the best of the season so far. The I thought best shootout when they just when it, when IG Eleven arrives, absolutely, and they all just go fuck it, let's just go for it. Absolutely, yeah. it went full eighties action movie. I was mm. looking at it going, this is Commando. <laughs> <laughs> this is Arnold in Commando. <laughs> but there were a lot of sort of it felt like there were a lot of eighties references in there as well. And I mean, if you've seen Thor Ragnarok, which a lot of you have, I'm assuming that you know. Taika really likes his '80s stuff. He really likes his uh, his big explosions and his uh, and his you know rock and roll soundtrack. I'm sorry, that made me sound very old. No. Uh, he's rough and roll, <laughs> um, but uh, and this this episode had a lot of that in there. I mean, I think there's one scene where there's just some really cool electric guitar on the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, wow, they're really steering into this. In and I'm Wars really movie. really enjoying it. In a Star Wars show, it was sort of bizarre, but. It- Fit, didn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, this this had a bit of everything. I mean, it had a lot of sort of the deadpan humour that he's renowned for. I mean, just that opening scene with the two stormtroopers who are 
just you know sitting around shooting the shit. That I really enjoy that because we've never had troopers just bantering with each other. No, no. I mean, I think they've tried it once or twice, and it's never really sort of paid off. But this was, yeah, this was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the voices of those two guys. That's actually um, that's Jason Sudeikis from Where the Millers, and he was on Saturday Night Live okay, yeah. for a while. The other guy's an actor named Adam Pally, who was on a show called uh, Happy Endings, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, it's like a 2000s version of Friends or a 2010s version of Friends that uh, only lasted a season, but a lot of people really, really dig it. Adam Pally's, you know, pretty funny guy. He showed up in Iron Man 3 as well. He's one of those guys who, if you saw his face, which you didn't this time, you'd probably rececognize But, uh, you know, clearly there are a lot of people who just want to, you know, throw their hat into the Star Wars ring or the Mandalorian ring and just be part of it, even if it's just their voice. So, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... That, that, that first scene, it did a lot. So it set up the troopers as ruthless because they were just punching poor little Yodito. I couldn't believe it. I can't believe that's the first that we saw. Genuinely I, punching him. I felt all Greta Thunberg. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I couldn't believe it. Now, give me, well, I mean, first of all, it's like the little smack. And I'm yeah. like, I can't forgive this. I can maybe understand yeah. it given the context of what you were doing. But then the other one actually gave him a legit punch. I'm like, oh, it's on. <laughs> And then it was on because well, I did. The, the second he punched him, I was like, you're going to die. Oh, yeah. You're, you guys are so toasted. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so toasted. What I liked as well is that um, there were more more jokes about the Stormtroopers' terrible Shooting. aim. Oh, that was so funny, they wasn't just, it? They can't hit anything. <laughs> so good. I like they didn't even have to say. He was just pointing the gun. And you're like, was he aiming for that? And then just yeah. kept going and going and going. Like, yeah, what are they, are they actually aiming for that thing or yeah. are they just shooting their rifles for the hell of it? It's like, no, they can't. They just can't hit anything. Yeah, poor and, buggers. And they know it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I thought they were going to make some joke about why do they give us such terrible rifles or yeah. who can shoot in this helmet? Yeah. But no, they're, they're all terrible. They yeah. can't get it. But yes, they didn't. Yeah, we, yeah, we were right in both thinking. Oh yeah, you're you're done. You can't you can't hit Baby Yoda. No, you no. can't hit Yodito. I'm, I'm not making comparisons to the Sharon Tate scenario with Baby Yoda getting punched, but very similar to the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, oh, where yeah. they did a dastardly deed and they deserve what they get Absolutely. because they don't just get shot; they get the shit beaten out of them. Oh yeah, well, his hand his hand gets twisted off basically. Yeah, yeah. That, I was just like, that's fucking gruesome. I know because <laughs> well, IG Eleven doesn't really sort of look like a, a Terminator style robot. He looks like the Tin Man from yeah. Wizard of Oz, really. <laughs> So for him to start snapping wrists and, you know, slamming people into speed cycles and, you know, but then sort of saying, it's all right, little baby, or whatever. It's like, it's pretty cool. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. You know what added to it too? I'm not sure whether we've ever heard stormtroopers say, ow, 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 when they're getting the shit kicked out of them. (laughs) Yeah, normally it's just, bang, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. And that's it, another one bites the dust. I was like, uh, you know, he's feeling pain right now. Oh, yeah, and deservedly (laughs) so, because you don't hit and you don't, (laughs) yes, smacking is bad, smacking your Dito. Very bad. Yeah. So, do you think like we could say season or season episode seven and eight are like a two-part episode? Yeah. I yeah. Don't because yeah. part one ends so sort of sad and depressing, mm. but they kickstart it so well with episode eight, don't they? Get you straight into the groove. You're like, all right, I'm feeling good about myself again now. Yeah. RG11's here to fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feeling very, very happy about that. And uh, but you know, it's it's shifted between tones very, very well. This episode. I mean. Cutting back to uh, sort of the siege, the holdout with our three heroes mm. under fire from uh, from Moff Gideon and his shadow troopers and his stormtroopers and yeah. his web. What was it? His EW pulse rifle or whatever. The- I'll keep talking. I'll find it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was a great setup. With well, it was great to see Giancarlo Esposito show up as Moff Gideon at the end of the last episode. Great to see even more of him this time around because yeah. I mean, he struck me as just the best kind of villain. He was. He wouldn't lie. He's like, you can't trust me. Yeah, he's cold-blooded, but 
he's and he's clearly very very smart because he's got info on all of them. Yes, an e-web rifle, by the way. E-web rifle. Yes. I mean, he he knows the Mandalorian's real name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which hadn't been revealed yet. It hadn't been revealed, had, and and also we saw his face as well. It did so that's okay. what it did well. It really made the Mandalorian a human. It did, and it played by its own rules as well. Yeah. I mean, he's like. I can't show my face to anyone living. It's like, well, IG-11's a robot, so that's a nice little loophole that you yeah, went through. Yeah, yep, yep. I, um, I think, do we have to see his face? I don't think we do now I after did, this. I think, not anymore, but did we have to at this point, though? Like, do you think we ever had to see his face? I didn't I th- think we I think did, we, but once we saw it, I was like, it's probably the best choice they made. I yeah. think so, yeah. I think seeing, yeah, seeing it once this season worked a treat, you know... You know, he he doesn't look like a, especially like a badass under the helmet. He just looks like a dude. Yeah. I mean, and also a dude who's been through the ring as he yeah. had at that stage. Yeah. You know, he doesn't look like, oh, he's got some gnarly scars all over his face or anything like that. Or, you know, got the three-day growth and looking like Clint Eastwood or whatever. No, he just looks like a dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, looks like a man. What I might do too is when in future episodes is you'll be able to sort of visualize what he's emoting. Very, yeah, very much so. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I mean, um, yeah, so... I think we saw just enough. I think it'd be, yeah. they, they've been really entertaining with the show. They've been really smart as yep. well. I mean, I think they've set up their rules and, you know, they've maybe bent them a little way, but they haven't broken any of them. And I think, I think you know, audiences respect that. Yeah. Yeah. When you sort of set up the rules that you're playing by and your own internal logic. He couldn't take it and off you, the humans. Yeah, yeah. And you roll with that all the way through. I think, yeah, I think people respond to that and they respect it. Yeah, I think, well, I think Favreau creating this show, he respects Star Wars fans who are paying attention. I think so, yeah. And I that's think why people are really gravitating towards this show because it's not taking us for granted. It's not saying, oh, they'll just buy it because it's Star Wars. It's like, no, everything here makes sense. Yeah, he's a legitimate Star Wars fan, Yeah, I would say. Someone who really has spent a lot of time thinking about the universe, thinking about the characters that would inhabit that kind of universe... You know, obviously taking in everything from the from the past movies and all that kind of stuff. But he's also just got good instincts and good sort of taste as a as a storyteller and as a as a craftsperson. Yep. So yeah, I think that's all come through. I'm just reading here the E-Web rifle first made an appearance in Empire Strikes Back in the Battle of Hoth, and this is the first time it's appeared since. Really? So it's a little throwback to Empire. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I, mean, I knew it had to have been a big deal because they built it up like, oh, it's an E-Web rifle, and I was like, this must be something. Yeah. That's it. I, yeah. I didn't know it had uh, appeared in anything before, so uh, yeah. Clearly, they've just done their homework and they, you know, respect the canon. Of, yeah. Uh, well, and the canon. And they're, they're <laughs> jumping quickly to the end, before we uh, skip back and go through the entire episode, the Darksaber at the end. Do you know what this is? I had heard about it, but didn't really know a lot about it. All I thought was <laughs> when he cut his way out of the TIE fighter and he's like, that a, that a black lightsaber? <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so the Mandalorians created the Darksaber. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's... A big deal. It's never uh, actually appeared in live action. So it's appeared in Clone Wars and mm. it's appeared in Rebels and it's the first time in a live action Star Wars movie or TV show that it's appeared. It and a, it was pretty fucking badass. It was, it, was a, it was a nice entry for it into, yeah. uh, into the live action Star Wars stuff. Yeah, that looked that look fantastic. Yeah, what, what's good about it is that it... Hardcore Star Wars fans will fanboy out over that, yeah. but people who aren't Star Wars fans can also go, "That's fucking cool." Well, yeah, I mean, it's like at the end of um, end of Rise of Skywalker, which I finally saw on the weekend. We'll talk about that in a later podcast, yeah. listeners. But uh, yeah, at the end where well, this isn't really a spoiler, but Ray lights up her lightsaber and it's gold. It's like, okay, new lightsaber. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like, yeah, but yeah. I was like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but to, but to see, yeah, <laughs> the dark saber was like. 
that's pretty neat. Yeah. That's not bad. Now, I didn't realize Dave Filoni, uh, he directed Clone Wars, the, the animated series. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. I wasn't aware of this. So, reading about the Darksaber, it was like I appeared in Clone Wars. Last night, I went back and watched Clone Wars. It's really good. Is it? I never bothered giving it the time of day because it was. You know, I thought it was just a kid's show. 15 years ago. I can't believe it's taken me this long. It's fantastic. Okay. Is that on Disney Plus? Yeah, it, it is. is. Okay. I recommend it. If you like, if you like Star Wars, you will really, really enjoy okay. it. It's set just after episode two. Okay. Um, and, but before episode three. So the Palpatine hasn't revealed himself to be the Emperor yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's fucking, it's fantastic. All right, cool. All right. Well, we, I'll certainly get on that. And listeners, if you think you'd like to hear more about us talking about the Clone Wars, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, let us know, man. Because, yeah, I'm looking for something to watch. Because <laughs> on top of the other stuff that I've got to watch. I've heard nothing but good things about it. If you look it up, it's like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Same yeah. with Rebels. Everyone says Rebels are so good. And I thought, yeah, but it's a kid's show. It's, it's not a kid's show. Okay. When yeah. was it made? Because it's made in like the 2000s? 2004 to 2000. And I, I think it got cancelled and got brought back. So it says 2004 to okay. 2014, but there's only four seasons. Okay. So I think it was like two and then two later yeah, on or yeah. something. All right, cool. But, I'm um, going to check it out. Yeah, Clone Wars, definitely check it out. But anyway, overall, fantastic finale this was, wasn't it? Gave yeah, us everything yeah. we needed. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, good humour, good action, good character stuff. I mean, yeah, learned a lot more about the Mandalorian. You learned why he hates droids so much. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, why wouldn't you after they sort of killed your family and killed everyone on your planet? Also, who wouldn't want to be a Mandalorian after you see what happens, you know, when he's rescued by, yeah. first of all, by a Mandalorian, and you discover it's not a race, but it's a creed, it's yeah. a code of conduct. Um, that actually struck me as like a nod to the Terminator as well, when, you know, little mm-hmm. little Mando is sort of cowering in the uh, in the basement or wherever, and there's a droid that's about to shoot him, and all of a sudden that one gets in. You can hear that sort of, you can hear this music that just reminded me very much of when Sarah Connor first meets the Terminator. Yeah. The first Terminator, you know, when the, he's pointing the gun at her and the, everything goes red, it's like... This feels a bit T1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but... Um, Again, as you pointed out, something getting firing off off screen. Yeah, another... <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're really steering into those kind of cliches... Oh, not cliches, but traditions, Tropes. let's yeah. say. Yeah, because, I mean, the other thing about, um, about Moff Gideon, you know, at the end, doing his strafing run with his TIE fighter... Mando and his jetpack... Jetpack. Yeah, um, so cool. Takes him down, but... No explosion equals no death. Oh, yeah. When you didn't, I'm, I'm like, he's not dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they went off in the distance, I was like, are they going to show Moff Gideon? Because, yeah, yeah and then they did. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Remember that, kids. No explosion equals no death. Even <laughs> nice little touch, the jar was instantly there scavenging. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was very good. <laughs> just, but yeah, it, it, gave us, it gave me stuff that I didn't expect. It gave me what I wanted. It just, I wouldn't say it was. Perfect. You can't have the perfect finale, but this no. is pretty damn close to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, look, it went about 15 minutes longer than the average episode, yeah. but they had a lot to fit in. I mean, uh, I think all the stuff in the uh, sort of in the underground where oh, I've forgotten the name of the female Mandalorian that they encountered. The Amara. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it's the Amara. I think so. Yeah. It went it went yes. on just a little bit long for mine, but okay. uh, you know, I think it was full of information that they needed to uh, needed to impart to us. So and that was a big reveal. The all the Mandos are dead now. Or yeah. Supposedly most of them. Yeah. Well, some that's survivors the thing, yeah. maybe. It's, I think I wrote down here. Shit, that's no good. Basically, seeing a pile of skulls is no good. <laughs> <laughs> What's worse though, that pile of skulls or the stormtrooper skulls on the spikes? Oh, absolutely. Well, look, the spikes is gnarlier, but this is just more damaging. Yeah. Right there because it's like a living calling card behind, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and well, I'm sure there are other Mandalorians out there, but didn't or did they sort of 
say midway through the season, like, we're all that's left. Yeah, it, it felt like a holocaust, didn't it? It did a bit, yeah. It's like, yeah, the numbers are definitely depleted. Yeah. But uh, And we saw, I think, like, when Mando saw that, we saw more more emotion in this episode, particularly yeah. even, like, he felt sad about the robot. The robot's, he's like, I'm not sad. He's like, you are. Yeah. I'll listen to your voice. Well, that's the thing. I mean, as we said, the uh, the episode, of, uh, the title of the episode is Redemption, and the whole theme of the season, I think, has been redemption. It's been him also reclaiming his soul a bit after a, you know, a lifetime of just cap and fools mm, all over the galaxy. And, uh, yeah, his humanity's starting to wake up a bit thanks to, uh, you know, partially to Yodita. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it's one foundling fi- uh, helping another foundling. Well, he's now a daddy, isn't he? He is now a daddy, yeah. It's going to be him and Yodito <laughs> scar- uh, scanning the galaxy or scanning the universe, looking for... Now, are they looking for, like, the Yoda race or are they just that's, looking for Jedi? I, well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they said race, didn't they? Yeah. That's what I, that's what I thought initially. Now that you say Jedi, maybe they meant Jedi. I think they just mean like, yeah, but your, your average Jedi or your, or your general Jedi, which is sort of made up of a whole bunch. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole bunch of different races. Yeah, yeah. You remember from the prequels, the Jedi Council is like, you know, Yoda and Samuel L. Jackson and that dude with the big head. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, floating person and all that. I, I kind of hope not that official <laughs> names, but <by the way. laughs> not on the wiki page. <laughs> I um. I sort of thought when they said that, I thought, I hope they don't go and find Yoda's race because that's an element of Yoda that I like, that you don't know anything about him. Yeah. I mean, if you can deliver your Dito to, yeah, some like some like Shaolin temple of cool Jedi wannabes but or whatever. are there Jedis left? Yeah, I thought all the Jedi... I thought Luke was the last one, wasn't he, at that point? Well, there was that movie, The Last Jedi. Um, like, even, I mean, even after Return of the Jedi, wasn't he the last Jedi? Was he? Oh no! Because who who else had Jedi powers besides? Oh, now Leia does apparently, but not yeah, like, not to know. the extent of. Don't know about that. Um, I'm pretty sure he was the last Jedi at that point. Okay, then well, but I could be wrong. Again, we've been as I said, they've, they've set up their rules and they've set up their internal logic. Maybe they're going to bend or even break that a little bit by saying, "No, there's a hidden enclave of Jedi out that way." Yeah. <laughs> does Mark Hamill just appear? Go fast in that direction. Probably. That you would, know. I think uh, is that good or bad though? I think What's I've, been so great about this is the fact that it hasn't steered towards yeah, the I think Skywalkers. It, yeah, it's, got a, it's carved out its own little section of the universe yeah. and it's sort of operating in that and occasionally sort of giving you hints about what's happening in other parts of the universe mm. in the Star Wars. But um, no, I think it's just it, Mandalorian should stay in its own lane and, you know, continue sort of carving out its own identity. Because I think a lot of a problem that maybe some people have had with the more the recent revival of Star Wars from Force Awakens onwards is that you see that um, it can get a bit repetitive. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're operating in this sort of Skywalker sandbox and that can, you know, get a bit repetitive after a while. So to the, to the point where Star Wars fans get angry when it's not that. Yeah, which I think is odd. Yeah. You know, so I, mean, I, I, was, I was happy to get something different. But everyone's like, no, it's supposed to be this. And it's like, you didn't write the movie. Yeah. As, 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 as our friends and, you know, who are trying to sell you cheap shit will say, same, same, but different. Yeah. You know, give me something that feels like Star Wars, but is not exactly the is not exactly Which is the what same Mandalorian what is. Yeah. Mandalorian is like that. I mean, it's recognizably Star Wars. It's clearly Star Wars. Yeah. But it is very much its own thing in terms of its story and its own thing in terms of how, how it tells it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's like... It's similar enough to Star Wars that you go, yeah, it's Star Wars. It's stuff that I like, but it's, yeah, just different enough that you go, 
But yeah, this is taking me some places that I yeah. didn't quite expect. And, you, and, and you I'm don't really know what's going to come next. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying it. Well, having said that, I mean, I think we know what's going to come next oh, in yeah. season two. <laughs> it's just uh, he's off in the Razor Crest, uh, you know, Yodito by his side, and he's on the search for Jedi, or he's on the search for Yodito's race or family or whatever. I, I must go back. I did say Luke was the last Jedi after Return of the Jedi. Well, we didn't know about Yodito, and this is after Return of the Jedi. So maybe there's plenty other Yoditos out there. Hopefully so. Or just, you know, just various Jedi. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's the thing. I like that there's... Well, I like that we had Yoda, and I like we've got you know, baby Yoda. I don't like... Se- <laughs> I don't know. This is probably just a flaw on my part. I, no. I like just seeing seeing one of them. Like, I'd, I'd, I like Chewie, but I didn't... Yeah. I wasn't mad when we went to the with the, the Wookiee yeah. planet. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sort of takes away from Chewie being Chewie, doesn't it? It yeah. does a bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure all the other Wookies are very nice Wookies, but <laughs> you know, Chewie's my Wookie. Yeah. And I like spending time with that one. Yeah. And likewise, you know, if there are a whole bunch of little Yodas running around, like it kind of reduces the value of Yodito. I think. I think the original film, all of the protagonist there was only one of each wasn't there like there was only one c-3po droid there's only one r2d yeah i mean, I mean there, was, there, were, there was other astromech droids but they weren't they didn't have a big role or anything well that's the thing i mean uh, you remember in, in a new hope when uh, the you know the jawas are selling uh, droids to the to, actually there was more than one to, jawa but, but yeah they were oh, yeah, no, they, yeah, they but, protagonists yeah yeah but i mean there was a an r2 unit that was like r2d2 yeah, but it wasn't but, no and shit it had a bad motive about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I always like to think that R2 actually sabotaged that dude. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kneecapped him or something. What do you um, think of Moff Gideon as the, the villain here? Well, we, we touched on him just a little bit earlier. That's what I say. Yeah, I thought he was great, man. I mean, he's just, you know, he's, he's clearly very smart. He's cold-blooded, but he's also logical. He's like, mm. look, I would rather I'll kill you soon as look at you, but right now I need you. Yeah. So, yeah, you can, you can trust me that I won't kill you for now. If you do as I say. I think it's, he's scarier because he's willing to tell you, I'm going to kill you yeah, when I don't need yeah. you anymore. That, yeah. Which is, yeah, terrifying, but also like, well, maybe I can bargain with this guy. I mean, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm smart enough to match with, wits with this guy, maybe I'll get out of it. You're clearly not smart enough to match wits with this guy. No. He's, you know, he's, he's a big bad. He's, he's, he's got the Calvary. He's a really good <laughs> villain. He is. He's one of the best that uh, Star Wars has had in, in, in quite a while. I mean... Well, Star Wars has done a good job, not in the new trilogy, but uh, Solo, the villain, was also really, really good. Was, yeah. Rogue One, the villain, was also really, really good. So when it's yeah. not a Skywalker saga episode, the yeah. villain's generally pretty good. That's the thing. I mean, I don't mind Kylo Ren as a villain, yeah. but he's more interesting as... But he's, a, he's a bitch, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he more, I find him more interesting as a guy who's kind of torn. Yeah. Yeah, so... But he loses uh, all the time. That's true. Has he ever won a battle with a Jedi? I don't know. He was doing pretty... Oh, not with a Jedi. He was doing fairly well, sort of messing up Stormtroopers at the start yeah, of Rise of who, who doesn't do that? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're right. I mean, Moff Gideon, I think, is a, is a really, really good villain. And I think uh, Jen Carlos did a fantastic yeah. job of just making him... Oh, yeah, don't mess with this guy. Now, a good pilot as well, it seems. Yeah, Absolutely. I wonder how way he's going to go though with no ship. I'm assuming he's going to call the cavalry to come oh, rescue yeah. him. And oh, I think he's got some clout. I think he'll yeah. sort of get on the comms and say, right. When all those troopers guys. rocked up, I was like, "This is pretty cool." I know, oh, yeah. I know, stormtroopers are useless, but this is pretty cool. Having them in numbers is yeah. It's it's like zombies. I mean, one or two you can sort of get away from, but when there's a pack of them, it's yeah. Like, yeah. And he's just like burn mm. them out. It's like this yeah. guy's cold blooded, man. Oh yeah. Speaking absolutely. of the fire, Yoda with the fire. Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How good was that? That was fantastic. We, we, this episode needed a Baby Yoda moment, and that was it. 
It was actually, but it's like, oh, he's all tuckered out after he put out the fire. So now he can't use his force healing on. Uh, is on that why? So I was going to say the only thing I didn't sort of it was bothering me saying why wouldn't he just heal uh, Mando? Yeah. Mando? Is, okay, I didn't think. Of course, he, yeah. He well, was that's tired. The, he sort of. Look, I think he can do one or the other, and like well, well, he saved everyone from using the fire, your life force. Like, yeah. Oh, now yeah. I'm, now I'm just beat. Yeah. Yeah. Did you at that point? For a split second, did they have you buying that Mando may die? No, I mean no? It, it's called the Mandalorian, and um, and folks may have read that uh, John Favreau has announced that there is indeed a season two. Yeah, uh, that's going to be. They should have released. announced it after. Oh, they, did they announce it after the episode came out? I think it was pretty much. But that dickhead Ryan Johnson spoiled it for everybody by saying <laughs> season two is <laughs> coming. Yeah, he did. Actually. Good on you, Ryan. <laughs> Not enough to spoil the franchise with us. <laughs> yeah. No. You didn't spoil it. He didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, but that moment was still... It was still quite affecting. Yeah. As good as they could possibly do to make you believe that he was going to die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that's the thing. I mean, you could make all sorts of sort of conceptual leaps. It's like, okay, well, you know, anyone could be... It's like Into the Spider-Verse. Anyone can be under the mask. Maybe Cara Dune sort of takes That's what up, I was thinking. Yeah, I was, I was takes like, up the... Is she going to become the Mandalorian? The Mandalorian Creed or something like that. But uh, no, they're sticking with the... Uh, now, what is it? It's Jin... Jin Jinson? Din, Din, Din Jaren. Din Jaren, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, no, they're, uh, sti- they're sticking with our man. We mentioned before the moment where IG-11 heals him and takes his mask off. Mm. That was... Was that the scene of the episode? It was very touching. Yeah. yeah. Seeing him finally believe and trust uh, mm. a droid. Because we, we knew... We, had, we learned early in the episode why he hates them yeah. and why it would be so hard for this guy to trust them. And no, he, he had to, otherwise he was going yeah. to die. And this IG-11 unit was not going to let him die, was he? Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't all sort of, you know, about it. It was just, like, you know, purely logical, but, uh, yeah. you know, played so smartly and so low-key emotionally that, you know, really, it was really quite effective. Yeah. The only thing I feel like could have made this episode better is if IG-11 at the end had said, this is the way. Ah, that would have been nice, actually. Yeah. But would that suit, would the droid actually say that, though? I get the feeling that would probably erode some of the good goodwill he'd got to, <laughs> between the Mandal- uh, the, to the Mandalorian. They're like, no, that's my line, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, IG Eleven sort of, you know, went out like a hero. Yep. Went out like the, went out like the Terminator. Like the grandma in uh, Dante's oh, like, Peak. I was like, yeah, he's pulling a T two. No, he's <laughs> pulling a Dante's Peak. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, pulling the self destruct and uh, yeah, the suicide move or the kamikaze move on the stormtroopers, yeah, pretty sweet. And I actually felt a little bit sad. A little bit. Yeah, I didn't give. I, Cared about the unit when I saw Quill trying to like raise him again, but I didn't feel anything for it. Like, I, didn't, mm. I didn't take him or leave him. But when he exploded, I was like, it was very much K2SO in yes. Rogue One. Yeah. I don't know. Are they doing a good job of creating droids that actually are heroes now? Disney. Because I reckon the, dro- so, the original we- droids were all just. R2 saved the day a lot. Of, a lot. Yeah, See, I liked R2 a lot. I've never liked C3PO. So Yeah, you've said that. Yeah. yeah I t- don't know why, I just don't like him. Uh, but, you know... Apparently neither did the cast of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Really? Well, I'm just talking about the characters. Oh, If yeah. you've seen the film. They don't like, like him. I'm saying goodbye to my friends. Like, man, we don't really care, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had sort of dish about, what's his name, Anthony Daniels, who actually plays C3, but like, nobody likes him either. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's the case. Uh, sorry, what were we saying? Um but yeah, the, the the droids are actually heroes. Yeah, now. yeah. BB-8's really good. I mean, um, but he, I feel like BB-8's done nothing for two movies now. That's the thing. I mean, they 
they introduced him in, in Force Awakens. Everyone's like, oh, we like this little rolling droid. But yeah, he hasn't sort of done a whole lot. We yeah, thought he was... Last Jedi, he did nothing. Like, no. I, I know he saved the day at one point where he was like driving one of the AT-ATs or whatever. Yeah. ATST. But no, I think they've... Yeah, you're right. I think the, the problem with the, the new movies as they've gone along is like, they don't want, they're, they're pulling a Marvel thing and they don't want to bump off any characters. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, yes, they killed Han Solo and, yeah, well, Carrie Fisher had to go. We knew it was yeah, going, yeah. All that kind of stuff. But, I mean, in terms of the new characters, like, we could probably stand to lose one of these. It would be good, for, it would be good dramatically speaking. Yeah. But, uh, no, they have to, you know, keep the ones they've got and even also bring back some of the ones that are already there. So, you're getting more 3PO stuff. You're getting the occasional R2 stuff. It's like... R2 was gone in this movie. Yeah, but then he's... You know, in the back of um, Poe Dameron's X-Wings yeah. calling the shots. It was like, okay, why are you there? Isn't BB-8 your man? Yeah. You know, what's going on? Yeah. Sorry, we're going off topic here. But I mean, <laughs> but you know, as far as the droids go, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, certainly. Is it L3? L337 in Solo? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, voiced by... Lando's. Uh, Lando's yeah. woman. Yeah. <laughs> Lando's robot girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was... Uh, well, yeah, she was a she. Well, she was voiced by yeah, Phoebe yeah. Wallabridge from Fleabag. So, yeah. Let's call her she. Yeah. she. She was fantastic. I mean, um, and yeah, look, I mean, what you're saying about IG-11 in, in this episode, I think is absolutely right. I mean, Taika Waititi did a lot with a little or a limited sort of range. I mean, you can't really emote too much, but they gave him cool stuff to do and, yeah. the, and the character did it quite well. I'm just thinking about it as you're talking there, this pretty much is the exact same scene and scenario as Rogue One. Where K two or so was getting oh. shot at, and he was shutting down, and he, he just exploded everything. Yeah, so these friends could keep going. It's hmm. the exact same thing as RG eleven. That's more getting shot at. Given Rogue nothing. One in quite some time, I got to say, but uh, I see Rogue One. There's only certain elements that have, of it that I remember. I remember really liking it, but I've never gone back and watched it. Yeah, I, I think I, I rewatched it once. And I watched like, the end to two minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like there's a bunch of good ideas in here, in in not a great movie. You didn't like it. Um, I remember liking it when it, when I watched it at the cinema. Yeah, I, th- I think I was disappointed when I saw it in the cinema because okay. I yeah, just thought, not really into these characters at all. I like the idea of this story and it's something that I really would like to see explored better. Is it because but, you knew how it was going to end? No, 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 no. I think I I didn't feel sort of let down or like, oh, yeah, I know where this is going. It's like, no, I know where this is going and I just wish they'd taken a different way to get there or given me better travelling companions because I didn't really care about Jyn Erso or Cashin End mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're actually doing a show about yeah, yeah. I read that and went, really? Yeah. So I mean, but I also but said the same thing the, about an episode about a Mandalorian who didn't yeah. know who it was. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, they've done such a good a good job with this show. You know, we're telling, which is basically a four hour movie. I mean, I've heard reports that you know, the Mandalorian script was probably written as like a two hour movie, yeah. and they said, can we stretch it out a bit? And that's why you've got some episodes in the middle that just feel like standalones, and it's, you a, it's easily a six, cut it's out. A six episode season, really. It is those one in the middle, those two in the middle. Don't affect the story. No, but they're they're good. Yes, they're certainly entertaining. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, in terms of the story, you're right. I mean, it, it doesn't move things forward all that much. You can go from four straight to seven. Yeah, so I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the guys at uh, at Lucasfilm or Disney Plus or whatever said, "How do you feel about doing this as a TV thing?" I, I think you see that a lot with some Netflix things as well. I mean, yeah. to the best of my understanding, Stranger Things started out. It's meant to be one season. Yeah, yeah, and just gets stretched out. More yeah, yeah. You see it with um, other sort of miniseries as well. It's like, this could easily be a movie 
or four hours, but you've had to stretch it out to eight. To eight, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I think it works in this case. Yeah. And as, as long as the episodes that don't affect the story are still entertaining, and that's what they did with Mando here. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, you could probably tell a, a pretty cool and compelling story about the rebellion, you know, at street level or, yep. at, you know, sort of as a an undercover operative or whatever, which is what uh, Diego Luna's character in Rogue One was. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of interested to see what they do with that, if they do go ahead with that. I haven't heard that much more about it. But, well, uh, I need to give credit again to Clone Wars because we've mentioned time and time again that Mandalorian proves that Star Wars works as a, as a series as yeah. opposed to a movie. Clone Wars proved that 20 years ago or 15 okay. years ago like it's I should have realised back then like Star Wars is better as a TV show which is why this mm. is it what's his name Cassius Cassian Endor Cassian Endor whatever his name is yeah. you know I mean? the guy from Rogue One um, it could work it probably will work yeah. because I just feel like in short little snippets as opposed to drawn out over two hours if you're just yeah. watching it in little dribs and drabs it fits and it works yeah, yeah. alright so we'll see what happens with that but yeah. uh, what did you think of our Griff Carga? Oh, yeah. and Cara well, Dune. They were sort of bit players in this episode. They were, they? yeah. And I mean, they're setting them up as supporting players. For yeah. The play. you know, oh, I'm going to set up on this planet. I really like what Carl Weathers are doing. He's kind of, he's very... He's into the role, isn't oh, he? Mando! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's this other podcast I'm listening to where they're really, they're just getting off on Carl Weathers and just how he's really, Mando! Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's really just making a meal of the yeah. role. So, you know, I mean... This might be his last big role that he's going to get. It Carl. could well be. Although he's saying he's going to be... I think Carl Withers has taken a social media or whatever saying, oh, yeah, I'm in Mandalorian season two. I think he's even going to, like, direct an episode. Oh, but I mean, like, this, this, this role in Mandalorian, the series as a oh, whole, might be, be his last big role. Could well be, yeah. Although, yeah. But, you know, he, he still looks, you know, pretty sort of... He doesn't look that old. No, I mean... <laughs> And I say this with all due respect to Billy D. Williams, who is in his 80s. Yeah, he looked, he looked the part. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, you're looking at him in Rise of Skywalker, it's like, I think there's a lot of scenes from you shot from behind when you're walking because, yeah, I don't know if you're sort of getting around all that well. But, I mean, it's Billy D. Williams. You've got to show your respect. But, I mean, Carl Weathers still looks like... He could, he could get, Do a know, fight scene. You wouldn't, you, yeah. you wouldn't want to mess with him. No. He'd, he'd probably slap <laughs> you around some. I love when IG-11's like... If you touch this baby, I will have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, uh, yeah, uh, Grief Karga and uh, Cara, Cara Dune. Dune uh, I imagine they're in players, supporting players. The action can sort of cut back to them in season two, but yeah, primarily. I thought we're going to. I thought we're going to lose Karga in this episode. I was thinking we had to lose at least one of them. Yeah, that's what. I, that's what I. Thought. Like, yeah, that just but, seems the obvious. That's what I expected, and they didn't give me what I expected. Yeah, but, which I uh, guess is a good thing. Yeah, and we, you know, we did lose one of our heroes. Yeah. who you know went out like a hero. I guess he kind of needs Karga to get back into the guild. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, look, these these are smart people making this show. I yeah, think. I mean, I think they're sort of covered all their bases, and they're they're thinking a few moves ahead. So I was like. Oh no, I think we might need this guy in the future for this and maybe this and this. So they've bought years of good faith with this series. I reckon so. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to watch. I'm, I'm certainly keen as for season two. I'd Obi be, I'd be happy for a third season beyond this. Yeah, know, yeah. Based on based on the quality of this one. Yeah. Based on the people they managed to attract and the work that they've done and the world that they've built. Absolutely. Can you imagine how good the Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan series is going to be? I'm so, yeah, I'm so looking forward to or, that. Or or is this show set that one up for a fall? Well, that's the thing. They do seem kind of... Because expectations weren't overly high for this. And it's just blown everything out of the water. It has, hasn't it? So now everyone's expecting Obi-Wan to be fantastic and incredible and so great, even better yeah, than this. Yeah, and if it's just as good as The Mandalorian, I'd be like, you're getting a pretty good Star Wars show. Although, you know, 
Ben Kenobi's more sort of an established character and I think has a lot more sort of baggage in history and all that kind of thing. So people probably are expecting a bit more, whereas from The Mandalorian, it's like, well, what's a Mandalorian? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just realised, I said Baby Yoda in this. This is before... Oh, this is after Return of the Jedi, isn't it? Mandalorian is after Return of the Jedi. It is. So the Ewan McGregor series... When, when's that set? In between I think two, that's, that's between set three in and between, four? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Star Wars now timelines. Yeah, <laughs> after, after uh, Revenge of the Sith... Before episode, so like watching, so like overseeing Luke growing up. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, because I remember decades ago, there was like talks of a Luke Skywalker growing up TV series, like a live action series. That was the first time I remember there being a Star Wars live action series. It was going to be about Luke Skywalker, like before he became Luke Skywalker. Maybe that's what this is going to be, but not about Luke, about Obi Wan, overseeing Luke. Yeah, and just yeah, there'll be occasional sort of you know drive bys of the Skywalker moisture farm or whatever. I mean, if Luke's in it too much and I mean, that, he, he that, could, that he, could be a problem with, with the Kenobi series. That yeah, It's too close to the originals. It is, yeah, and it's really going to have to rely on stuff that's already been, whereas this, whereas this show, The Mandalorian, can acknowledge that stuff but really also make up its own rules and its own folklore and that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. I think this show is safe. Mando is safe because they've, they've touched on elements from the originals, but they haven't relied on them. Yeah. And they've created this show that everyone loves, so now they don't have to go, emergency, quick, break the yeah. glass, we need to, you know, bring Luke in or whatever. Yeah. Then they can just rely on what they've already got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm really excited for season two. I haven't been... Uh, I, I want everything I can absorb about Mandalorian. I need, like, commentaries. I need documentaries. Are we going to get a Blu-ray set, do you think? Hopefully would, so. Would, yeah, you would think so. I mean... Because I would buy... I know it's on Disney+, Plus, but I want to absorb all the behind-the-scenes yeah, stuff. Some real, yeah, I mean... Um, the making of Baby Yoda, what went into it. Everything I can absorb. Yeah, I mean, commentaries by the, by the people involved, I think, would yep. really be marvellous. And, yeah, just a good... Yeah, a good Blu-ray set that's uh, yeah that you can enjoy again at your own pace. Yeah. But yeah, really gives you a lot of inside dirt. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's something to be mad keen on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Alrighty, is that just about all we've got here for the I, Mandalorian chapter eight? I reckon so. You know, we we we're gonna get more Yodito in uh, in season two. Definitely, we sort of know what the the basic plot's gonna be or, or the basic concept is, but yeah. it's gonna be he's Moff Gideon still alive. Moff Gideon's still alive, got and he's gonna be saber. pursuing the Mando. He's got his, he got his dark saber in his hand, and um. Meanwhile, um, Mandalorian and Yodito are uh, yeah out cruising the galaxy, looking for looking for lost Jedi. Yeah, Alrighty. that's pretty sweet. Hope you've enjoyed our reviews of uh, the Mandalorian on Disney Plus. One of the best things Disney have produced in a long, long time. I would say so. Certainly, one of the best things with this with the Star Wars name on it. Yeah, yeah. Is this I mean, better than the trilogy? Um, I would say I've enjoyed it more. Absolutely, it's not I as mean, big of a success in regards to making money, but certainly in certainly in terms of. Um, it's got old school fans and, excited again. Yeah, and re-establishing goodwill with yep. the brand. I know that sounds like really dumb corporate speak, but I mean... They lost a lot of faith. Good they faith. did. I mean, I think, you know, they built up a lot of excitement with Force Awakens, which I thought was a really good kickstart or a really good place setter for what was going to go ahead. Look, a lot of people are torn on Last Jedi. I think it's a, I think it's a really good movie in, in a lot of ways. Just not a good second act. Yeah, and I don't... Yeah, because... Yeah, it sort of ends, and you're like, "Well, you've you've said during you know the reviews that we've did, it's like, where does it go from here? I don't really care." No, and you know, with Rise of Skywalker, you can see that that to create this whole new story again. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. There's not much that it follows on from in Last Jedi. But like, oh, this guy's been lurking in the shadows the entire time. It's like, oh, has he? You haven't yeah. really teased that at all. He's yeah, just and then, been there. <laughs> yeah, and watching the Rise of Skywalker was like, yeah, there's some good stuff in here certainly, but there's also a lot of they're really frantically just like 
oh shit, that's a loose end. Tie it up, tie it up, yeah. tie it up, tie it up. I felt like, let's just wrap this up as quickly yeah. as we can. Yeah. Move and, on. You know, and if you didn't see that last line coming, uh, you know, the minute someone said, well, what's your name? Like, yeah. It would be good if she said, no, no, Solo or something. Spo- oh, no. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, for the next two minutes, there's going to be spoilers about the Rise of Skywalker, right? Yes, indeed. She should have said, should have said, just Ray. Just, yeah. Actually, you're right. Because, I mean... She how, long to be, did she, how long did, did she spend with with the sky with with Luke? Well, not that long. Not, not long. And like the thing is, the whole movie is about her being happy of who she is as a person. Yeah, like just accepting Ray for being Ray. She, like she's a Palpatine, but she didn't have to say Palpatine. Just Ray is fine. Just Ray is fine. She doesn't right. need to tag on the fucking Skywalker name. Yeah, but you know it's called the Rise of Skywalker. So and but that, that, people just, like just the, change the title. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the title says something, so we need to fuck the story up. Indeed. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think reaction to this to Rise of Skywalker has been just as mixed as it was to Last Jedi. Yeah. So you know, the people who loved Last Jedi are probably like, well, well, you, you know, we've eroded all the goodwill or all the progress you made with that one. Whereas people who, yeah, and 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 vice versa. Yeah. I think critics really enjoyed Last Jedi, and people read the reviews, and critics don't like. Rise of Skywalker. Mm. So people are reading all this review saying, oh, it must be a bad movie. It's like, no, the, the critics don't like it, but the fans, yeah. I've spoken to a few fans, they enjoyed it. They didn't say it's the greatest movie ever, but they enjoyed it. Yeah. Where critics are like, this is the worst Star Wars film of all time. I'm like, have you seen Attack of the Clones? Yeah. Like, <laughs> have you seen a Star Wars movie? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're soap operas. Yeah. They're family melodramas with, you know, a bit of space magic thrown in. That's what they are. Yeah. And, and the minute that I sort of recalled that watching The Rise of Skywalker, I'm like, Okay, well, now I can enjoy this because I think there's a tendency among some Star Wars fans of all generations to go, well, this is the holy text, you know, and, you know, you've got to take it really, really seriously. It's like, no, no just, it's, it, I don't agree with that philosophy of like, just switch off your brain and have fun, man. But if at, least, at least dial down your brain a little and have fun with this. If I mean, Home Alone could be considered a Christmas classic, despite the <laughs> many flaws that movie has, then why can't you just enjoy a Star Wars movie for what it is? Indeed. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a bit of, I don't know, brand damage that has been done to Star Wars yeah. over the last few films. And I think The Mandalorian has gone a long, long way to making it cool again, making it, you know, vital That's thing, and cool viable. Again. It's cool yeah. now. yeah. I would say so. So, very keen to see what happens in the future with this show and with other Disney Plus Star Wars shows. Yes. Alrighty, guys. Thank you once again for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Send through any uh, questions to takeitlikeamandalorian at gmail.com. Maybe we'll do a mailbag to wrap the, the se- season up. Yep. And um, ask us yeah, what you maybe like, would like to see next yeah, in terms yeah. of, you know, would you like to see, you know, talk about more Star Wars maybe, shows maybe or like Clone Wars show or something? Or a Clone Wars show, yeah. Or, you know, Anything. There's there, there's so many t- shows. There's, out there. there's too many. Do you there's think there's too, too many? I think there's way too many. <laughs> there's way too many. <laughs> we were flicking through Netflix last night and I was like, how could one person ever enjoy how much content there is out there yeah. now? It is it's it's a legitimate thing called analysis paralysis. Yeah. Where you know you've just got too many things and you and just going back to what you have already watched. <laughs> yeah, because like oh well I know this isn't gonna disappoint. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Nicola and I did last Friday. Uh, this is way off topic now, but we we're going out for lunch with the day off. Nicola was, um, uh, Elliot was at daycare. We're like, let's go out, have lunch somewhere. Let's pick somewhere new. We went through here, we walked there, we checked the menu. We we're like, let's just go to this body globe. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we get. Yeah, yeah, but then we, um, but it was closed. So we ended up trying a Mexican place, and Nicola's belly has not been well since. Oh, dear. Yeah, uh, the old Mexican. 
We're not going to name the Mexican restaurant that, <laughs> that happened at. So. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll catch you guys in the next podcast. See you later.